watch movie-based video games. Think to yourself, this is kind of strange. Mario is British, Luigi's Latino, and Cuba's played by a goddamn weirdo. Well, that's video games and movie. Video games and movie. Video games and movie. Uh, welcome to Video Games the Movie, right? The, the podcast where we talk about uh, movies and or sometimes shows based off of video games. I'm Blaine J, and with me, Cujo. Hello. So uh, this one we're going to be going over Captain N, the Game Master, I believe? Yeah, let's get that one out of the way. Uh, <laughs> man, I just watched a, lot, a couple more to, before uh, you got... Before you're ready, just to kind of, I don't know, sure. see if there's any, I was going through season two, and it's all the same. No, I don't, it only gets worse in season two, unfortunately, because that's, like I told you, that's when they introduce Game Boy as a character, <laughs> which is just like the dumbest shit. Oh man, it doesn't make any sense, but we'll, we'll no. get into that. <laughs> sure, even as a kid, like, see, I, I'm, I was right in the pocket for this, because it came out in like 88, 89, I think. And, um, you know, I was like Nintendo fanboy from hell, of course. If you didn't live through the early 80s, or the, rather the mid to late 80s, um, it's impossible to realize just how big the original Nintendo was. It's not like today where, you know, you might be really wanting, say, a PlayStation 5, and yeah, it's huge. Nintendo was the only thing. I mean, there were other systems, you know, afterwards, like I think in 88, 89, the Genesis came out. But it didn't really get hot until after Sonic was released. And, you know, there are other systems that preceded the Nintendo, such as, like, the Atari and the Odyssey, the ColecoVision, etc. But they were all crap. I mean, I'll fight anybody on that. There's nothing good on those systems. I mean, they're playable games, but there's nothing where, like, you'll be thinking one day, damn, I, I could really use to play some, you know, Donkey Kong or something. It's like, no. And, and besides, the better versions of most of those games were all ported to the Nintendo as well. And it was just such a game-changing thing. Every kid had one. Um, you know, I would go to school, I'd be well, thinking about... I wouldn't say every kid had one. Uh, you're you're uh, ridicule, ridiculed if you didn't have one, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty, I mean, pretty, you know... We were pretty harsh back in the 80s. It wasn't, oh, totally. It wasn't snowflakey like it is now. <laughs> No, no, you would you would totally bag on a kid that didn't have one. And by like by eighty nine, if you didn't have one, it was it was pretty pathetic. Um, eighty eight, eighty nine, because at that point, like right around then, the Super Nintendo came out, and the Nintendos themselves were only like a hundred bucks new. You could get uh, what was known as like the base set or something. I forget what they called it, but you just got the Nintendo and one controller, and like everyone I knew. Uh, I mean, even the poorest kids, you would go over to these kids' houses, like I, I had a friend as growing up that, like, his mom would cook spaghetti and use ketchup as the sauce, you know, that's how fucking poor they were, and, you know, like, when I went to lay down on the floor, she, the, the mom was like, no, honey, you don't want to lay down there, the rats come out at night, I mean, that kind of shit, they had a Nintendo, you know what I mean, <laughs> everybody had one, so, um, this was, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I remember when my dad brought it home, and I was like, I don't know, four or five, and, you know, you're, hmm. I was, like, too young to really play it at that time. But I, I just, like, you think it's five, but I don't know. I might have been four, three or four. I don't I don't know. I 
I guess. Yeah, it came out in 85, and you're quite a bit younger than I am. Um, again, like... I was born in 84. You were born in... Yeah, and so... I remember, like, so this show was, what, 88, 89? Um, I've... Yeah. Vague, like, I have vague memories of this show, but it wasn't on long enough, to, and it didn't rerun enough, where... I really watched it. I like vaguely recall it, and I was always interested in it because, you know, back then there wasn't like stories behind the games. It was just like what's ever in the instruction book, and the kind of yeah, and it kind of uh, gave a little bit of more like uh, background information or more information on how the characters really were like than what you got from playing the game ever. So right, that was like except really for. Well, that everything they tell you in the show is fucking wrong. Exactly. Yeah, but see, I didn't have to. I guess re I didn't realize that because I never really remembered it. Because I, I remember, I remember watching one or two episodes and I didn't know what the hell was going. Sure. I just remember like the main character's name was Kevin. My name was Kevin. Or my name. There you Kevin, go. And I thought that was pretty cool. And that's that's pretty much all I remember. And and the whole premise is like. There's a video game world where, like, all the video game characters live. Think it's kind of like Wreck It Ralph in that regard. Like, yeah, there are video actual video game, video game characters. And What's that? Well, it's, a, it's like a video game universe where everyone has their own world. Exactly, yeah. So, as opposed to like living in your own, well, I mean, again, it is kind of similar because all the characters in Wreck It Ralph they live in their individual video game worlds but then they're all connected yeah, yeah. and they can travel to one another's worlds and stuff so right. it's kind of like that except instead of like wires there's pipelines that you can go through and go to all these different worlds and uh they are experiencing some trouble uh, it's called video land the the overall you know whatever and there's a princess lana i think is her name that she is the princess over all the land and they need help because I think her dad has been kidnapped or something. Yeah. And uh, Mother Brain, who is like the uh, end boss for the original Metroid, in this is a uh, voiced by like a little Richard Soundalike. The guy that uh, did the voice for Mother Brain was actually a famous uh, singer, like doo-wop singer in the 50s. Um, sounds a lot like little Richard. Um, and is like mostly comic relief most of the enemies are basically in fact everyone is effectively comic relief except for maybe Mega Man but we'll get into that um, but they need help so they uh, look for the best video game player that lives and it's this kid named Kevin and they open up a warp zone through his TV as he's playing punch um, and they drag his ass in into right so, I don't know, man. As a kid, I thought it was really cool, like, because th that was what you want to do, is, like, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, hold on. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's uh, that's what you want to do, was, like, live in all these video game lands. And, you know, this kid Kevin's getting to kind of experience that. And when he goes there, he, he has, like, a controller for a belt and a zapper. And that sounds cool. And, like, I used to think it was so cool he could pause the world and then like move around or make himself move real fast or whatever else too but then someone like literally second grade or something someone pointed out like yeah but that's not how pause works when you pause the game your character can't move and then after that i, I kind of thought it was stupid so, <laughs> it's like so obvious now but 
So I, was, I just checked, like, I just checked the episodes, and I guess there's a third season. Oh, really? It's not on my uh, DVD box set, so... Yeah, but the, the season three episodes are only 11 minutes long. So I must... Uh, I don't... That's weird. That is weird. I, I have no idea. Maybe it only aired overseas or something. I don't know. I don't remember a third season. I remember the second season coming out, and even as a kid, it being such a huge fanboy, Game Boy was the thing that mainly pissed me off to the point where I just I wasn't watching it, where as opposed to the first season where I watched it religiously. I mean, it would it was like the one thing like uh, I had to. Wake up like extra early to see it, you know, because it came on at like thirty or something, and I would make it whereas normally just. I was just basically saying like I used to wake up in the mornings like and be responsible just to catch this fucking show. Yeah, you're saying like, like season one you're like super into, and then season two like something happened, and then that's when you started to cut out. Yeah, basically Game Boy happened. Like, okay. that whole character pissed me off so hard. It was like, wait a minute, you mean they made a... I, I guess, like, I don't know, anthropomorphic isn't really the right word because it's not actually, like, an animal. But they made Game Boy into, like, this sentient floating robot thing that, like, yeah, he's like helped Kevin. Leader, but... Okay, so they're supposed to, like like, I guess the Princess Lana's dad's supposed to be coming back. And then yeah. instead he sends Game Boy because he's his best friend or something weird like that. They don't really <laughs> give you too much information. But then he gets there and he starts, like, breaking everything and, like, being a piece of shit. And then so they take the battery out of him because <laughs> he sucks so hard. And then, like, Mother Brain steals him and, like, uh, turns him into, like, a super Game Boy and... Then he, like, uh, the dog pulls his plug. I don't know, just, like, stuff happens for no reason in this show. And then all of a sudden he's on the good guy's side again. And they're like, oh, we're best friends now. Yeah. I was like, what? You, you, what? Yeah, you, you got it. Like, very little plot. I mean, it's just enough there to, like, move along their product placement. I mean, that was what Game Boy was, effectively, was it was the new system that they had just released, and they wanted it in the show, so they shoehorned it in, and it was really, really dumb. But aside from that, they had a lot of great classic characters, including uh, the villains. Not only did you have Mother Brain, but she had uh, two... Uh, like, I guess, henchmen, if you will, uh, in the way of uh, King Hippo from uh, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, who is a character in Punch-Out where in order to beat him, you have to uh, punch him in the mouth, which causes him to drop his... Uh, or no, you punch him in the stomach, which causes him to drop his pants, and then you punch him in the mouth while his pants are down. Um, he's, he's like a... First real boss that you can cheese really easily. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but if you were to set the AI versus, like, if you could somehow fight Mike Tyson versus... Um, King Hippo, King Hippo would win because you have to punch him in a very specific way in order for him to drop his guard, otherwise he has impeccable guard. Yeah. So, which is wild, but uh, yeah, once you figure out like his uh, 
like how to beat him. He's the easiest boss to beat in the game. Outside of maybe Glass Joe Von Kaiser or whatever, but he's there and he talks like a big gruff some bitch and um, he's real stupid. Along with Eggplant Wizard from Kid Icarus, who is uh, one of the most notorious, at least in my day, um, just hard to beat, crappy, just normal characters. Like he wasn't a boss. Yeah. I don't know if you played Kid Icarus, but he was just like an enemy that you would come across sometimes in dungeons, yeah. and he would shoot a beam out and turn you into an eggplant, and as an eggplant, all you could do is jump, you couldn't use any of your weapons and stuff as pit, and uh, yeah, you would have to find a hospital, I think it was, to change back into uh, pit, and he is also in the show as one of the good guys, and pit is like a cherub or little baby looking angel or whatever and he's uh commonly referred to as the most annoying character on captain n <laughs> um because after everything he says like ithacus and shit like that I he'll be like i honestly like thought he was one of the most endearing characters i kind of liked him the most but oh, i hated him uh, just watching this now like he's the most likable i feel like but anyways uh before we get into too too far i kind of like maybe like people that don't know because Kid Icarus only has like two games and one came out three there's three yeah there's there's one on the original Game Boy there's the original Nintendo one and there's like a DS one that came out not too long ago most people listening would probably know Pit from Smash Brothers right they know him from Smash Brothers but back in that that time like Kid Icarus was like a really popular game in the early yeah it was like the late 80s it was like, I'm surprised they didn't make sequels to that game like Mario, but... Because I remember playing that and having a good time. Like, it was, it's a fun game for original Nintendo. It's hard as hell, but... Um, yeah. So was, was a lot of Nintendo games, but um, I guess we should... Yeah, it's, it's a weird one, because it's like... It was one of the first games I can remember that was, like, multi-games in one, in a sense. Because, like, you start out, and it's a platformer that scrolls upward. And you shoot... And if... Yeah, you shoot a bow and arrow, and if you fall, you die. And as you scroll the screen upward, uh, you can't go back down, much like in Mario, the original one. Once you go left or right, right, you can't go back left. Like, it's, like, cut off to you. Um, so, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still there. I hear you. Oh, okay. So, um... It was very difficult, but you could get items in the game, which was kind of unique. Like, I mean, you had your Zeldas and stuff, but this was, I want to say it predated or it was right around the same time. You could find items like uh, called a feather, that if you did fall into a hole, it would pull you out. An item called a credit card, which when you go to the shops, everything would be like half price. Hammers, um, you could increase your health, I think, various other things. But the whole quest was you were looking for the, I think it was the three magical items to be able to defeat Medusa, who was the last boss. But after you beat the first level, um, which scrolled upwards, you would go to like a dungeon, which played more like side scrolling. Mm -hmm. And then it would alternate in between those levels that would scroll up and side scrolling dungeons. And then the very last level was a shooter. Um, you would collect all the uh, pieces uh, to be able to defeat Medusa. I believe it was like a special bow, a helmet that allowed Pit to like fly, like Hermes helmet, and um, a shield, a mirror shield, so where uh, Medusa couldn't hurt you with her uh, petrification gaze. And I remember it being just one of the coolest battles mm -hmm. 
on the NES because Medusa is this huge sprite that you just didn't see back then. And uh, I still remember the code to get to Medusa. You could type in Icarus Fights Medusa Angels as your password, and it would bring you to the uh, last stage with all the items and stuff, which is really cool. And, it, like, that last area was the only time in the game that it played as a shooter, and I just remember thinking that was so fucking cool, you know. But you're right. They, after this one, like, there was a Game Boy game that effectively played the same as the Nintendo one. It was different, but it was enough the same that it was, like, it comparable, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then it was, like, 15 years before they released another one, which is weird because it was such a popular game. Yes, um, 2012 was when it came out. Yeah, this, that's a wild gap there. It's like literally like one of the first Nintendo games, like I want to say 86, 87. Yeah, and uh, yeah. 87. Yep. Big gap there. So, yeah. But cool game. And you said you liked uh, Pitt as a character in this? I hated him. Yeah, I thought he was okay. I mean, just the way he talked, just that high squeaky voice that I can't even possibly emulate. And he would always add after every sentence. Ithacus, Mythicus, whatever, he would always accuse stuff, you know. Like oh my god, Akus, I can't believe it is. You know, and you'd be like, oh. okay, so let's go through the characters real quick since we're Yeah, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> so you you take the next one. Um, so besides uh Kid Icarus, you got Simon Belmont who's basically I guess in love with himself. Um, yeah. He's, he's that kind of meme like where all the characters look in the mirror and talk about how great he is. And then you got Mega Man, who has a super gravelly voice. I hated his voice the most. I um, thought he was the best character. <laughs> he was the best character, but the worst voice. And then, uh, I think I still mean I hate all their voices. Don't get me wrong, but like Mega Man, yeah, he's like Mega High, and you know all that shit. But like, and then he's the only serious one. Like he's the only one that ever seems to take everything seriously. Like Simon's always worried about. How, how he looks and Princess Lana and stuff. And there is a couple episodes where he really shines, usually the Dracula-themed episodes. Um, but for the most part, he's a joke character. Um, in fact, everyone's a joke character. The only serious ones are like Kevin, Lana, and Mega Man. And also uh, Duke, actually, the dog is a... Yeah. So the dog is also the another character in the show, and he actually kind of like saves the day a lot of the time. He's kind of like the deus ex machia. Like, everyone's getting their ass kicked, and then all of a sudden, Duke comes in. Duke comes out of nowhere, brings them the item they need, and or bites somebody, or whatever. Yeah, he's, he's kind of clutch. Even the Game Boy he, episode, everyone's getting their ass kicked, and then Duke comes in and, like, pulls the plug on Game Boy. So, it's like, I don't know. It just seems, yeah, it wasn't satisfying watching a lot of these episodes. Like, No, uh, there, there are a few that are better than others, obviously, because they a lot of the episodes they visit, other lands, you know, so you've got like an episode that takes place in Foxanadu, which is like really cool because that's such an obscure RPG, and there's actually like a cartoon over it. There's one over Dragon Warrior that's really bad, but again, it's a cartoon that covers Dragon Warrior. There's one over Bayou Billy, RBI Baseball, Hockey, you know, there's reoccurring character in the way of uh, Donkey Kong, who is, like, legit huge, like King Kong, you know. So basically, and, these are, like, kind of, they're almost kind of, like, uh, advertising that game. Yeah. That's, that's effective. I mean, you hit it on the head. That's exactly what this is, is it was a 
commercial in the disguise of a cartoon. And every episode, they would advertise to you a new video game. And you would see these, and the idea was you would think it was super cool and then want to go out and play that game, you know. Um, and it worked. I mean, it it was huge for, like, the first season. And then I don't know what it was. Like, I mean, me and all my friends, anyway, I, I can't speak for, like, how huge it was nationwide. but. Me growing up in Georgia, um, it was it was huge. Like all of us, we'd come to school, you know, the next day or Monday rather, and that's what me and my friends would talk about. And everybody, you know, maybe not the girls, but all the boys certainly were all over it. And yeah, you, that's how I found out about a lot of uh, classic games. You know, before this is like my introduction to uh, Kid Icarus. I'd already played Punch Out. I'd already played uh, Castlevania. But, uh, you know, Metroid, I hadn't played at that point, etc. So, it was, it did its job, you know? Yeah, also sometimes uh, Dr. Light, or what they would call him, Dr. Wright? Which was right. Like... Yeah, Dr. Light would show up, and uh, Dr. Wiley, too, would uh, sometimes make machines for Mother Brain. Um, was, it was like a reoccurring character. Same with, um, oh it, gosh, uh, Dracula. Link showed up a couple, t or at least one time I saw. I didn't know. I don't know if it was just one time they did that Link episode. Yeah. I tried to watch that, and like, of course, Kevin and Link are like, like you know, seeing whose dick was bigger uh, in that episode the whole time. Well, actually, it's more like Link was feeling like inadequate, and Kevin was like, well, "I'm just here to help." <laughs> yeah, it, it, weird portrayal of Link, to be sure. And uh, I mean, I think Link is the only like mainstream like, super mainstream uh, Nintendo character that they really uh, put in the show, because, like, Mario never appeared that I remember at all. Um, maybe he did in, like, third season or something. Probably Billy's, like, the only one that was, like, a main character, you know? Yeah, it's just, it just a weird omission, considering, um, you know, that was, he, he was their mascot from basically day one, well, and then is because I think Mario, like when this originally came out, Mario like came on first and this came on afterwards. So maybe they thought like they don't need to have Mario in like twice in a row. Yeah, maybe, but Link was also part of the Mario Brothers Super Show. They always showed the Link episodes on Fridays. My thought was that they didn't want to advertise towards the game that they already, uh, like everyone already had because most of the Nintendos came with Super Mario Brothers. So. Right. Uh, it's like, why advertise for something that's already sold so well? We're trying to advertise towards these games that maybe are a little more obscure, uh, length notwithstanding. But um, because, you know, it's well known now, like Castlevania is like, like a huge title and such. But back then, you know, it might have sold a couple million. I don't even think it sold that, you know, compared to like Mario Brothers sold like 20 something million it was for the longest time it was the highest selling video game of all time but then again i think there is a tetris episode so i don't know what their thought process was or if there was even a thought process well that's you know? part of the reason to help sell game boy because tetris came with game boy maybe maybe that's their then may i don't know buddy like it's it's a weird show and it's definitely like ridiculous under budget um, there are actually, I don't know if you caught any, there are some episodes you can watch where, like, they didn't even bother to fill in all the color in the animation, so you'll just see, like, no. 
landscapes and stuff behind characters like trees that are the same color as the sky, stuff like that. I mean, just real bad, you know. Uh, they just quit giving a shit towards the end of the first season. It seemed like. Reading this, season three was part of Super the new Super Mario World. So I guess half the half the at this or half the half hour block was. Super Mar- the new Super Mario World, and the other half was Captain N. So it was kind of like... Captain N. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind seeing those, because I, I never have, so maybe I'll have to seek that out. And But yeah, I only ever thought there was the, the two seasons, but the difference between season one and season two, to me, is night and day. Um, season one doesn't really hold up, uh, but as a kid, I really liked it, and then season two was so bad that even as a kid, I... I just quit watching it, you know. So. Well, it's like you can take a so you can only take so much like, like in like, in your face advertising. But it's like then you got plop uh, Game Boy in there, and probably as a kid you're like, okay, now this is bullshit. <laughs> Basically, yeah, that was what opened my eyes. You know, I've been nine at the time, and that was what opened my eyes to like, okay, this whole thing is literally just a commercial. Like it was already starting to feel like that. And when you go back as an adult and you watch it, I mean, it's 100% bad. You know, um, there are some things that you pick up on a little bit that you don't notice as a kid, like the uh, latent homoerotic relationship between Eggplant Wizard and uh, King Hippo. Mm. There's some stuff in there where it's just like, those guys are definitely doing it. You know, <laughs> that's gross to think. Um, I'm going to guess Eggplant Wizard is the woman in that relationship. Uh but gross, and there's even like I think I posted on an earlier episode where I, I mentioned this, where I uh, linked like this whole segment that uh, it's you can find it on YouTube. I think if you type in like um, eggplant wizard, uh, king hippo inappropriate or something up to that effect, you can find it where it's just like a back and forth between king hippo and eggplant wizard, where it's like. Uh, why don't you try and shove it in? Oh, how about we use some grease? Uh, yeah, that might work. Oh, no, it doesn't feel right. Or, you know, stuff like that. And it's just like, whoa, what the hell? If you hear it out of context, it just sounds like a couple of guys trying to fuck. And, um, you know, uh, just just creepy. There was a lot of that going on. And then they draw King Hippo with, like, the biggest, longest nipples you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, super creepy. Uh, and no one is the right color, which is weird, because Mega Man's like green, King Hippo's blue for some reason. Just a lot of, lot of weird choices, <laughs> you know? But, you know, at the time, we were just happy to have something to help fill in the, like, you know, just give us a little sense of more to go for video games. So I think we were just happy with what we had. Like, to, to have anything, yeah. That was the whole thing, was like, my hunger couldn't be sated at that point like anything having to do with video games especially nintendo uh, i was gonna just voraciously you know eat with a spoon and they knew it and that's how they somehow got us kids to get into what was effectively a commercial right but you know they did the same thing years later to me on the uh, sega cd there's a like hour-long commercial for the sega cd where they actually like hired real-life actors and actresses, and it plays like an episode of 90210. <laughs> yeah, I think it's on YouTube somewhere. Maybe one day we can uh, find it and watch that and cover that for a show, because it's wild. It's just like 
it's literally like an episode of 90210, but for some reason, like, they work the Sega CD into, like, these teens' life, you know? <laughs> it's, it's so goofy. But, uh, you know, now I love stuff like that, but at, at the time, you know, but I ate it up as a kid, too, so whatever. So, yeah, that's, I really don't have much more to say about Captain N. Like, I already told you about, like, my personal experiences with it. Uh, you know, I actually did buy, and I still have the DVD box set for this soup thing, because I have that much nostalgia for it, you know? Um, but, yeah, I can't, with any uh, good conscience, recommend anyone ever actually, you know, seek this out to watch it. Yeah, um, I don't know if you want to go through kind of like a typical episode, like, they're all basically the same, like, Mother Brain has some kind of scheme to kidnap the princess, or some kind of power-up, uh, Mother Brain sends Eggplant Wizard and King Hippo to go bumble it up, they bumble it up, somehow they still, uh, get it, even though they fail miserably the whole way, <laughs> And then the, uh, Captain N comes and kind of saves the day, or Duke comes and saves the day, or something. But it's like... It's almost it's, always, yeah. It's always kind of something like that in whatever uh, Nintendo world they are in that, that episode. But they are yeah, they are excruciatingly boring. <laughs> like, I was trying so to... They're, fast they're pretty bad. Yeah, I was trying to fast forward through them, and it was just like, oh. Like this Mega Man one, where like the ones I I watch where Mega Man becomes a real boy, <laughs> the uh, uh, Game Boy episode where he be, you know where they get Game Boy, uh, the first episode where Kevin shows up, um, the Link episode because I was like I wonder if it's like they kind of brought over the same Link from the other Link show. No, it's a totally different like character. Like they don't like you know match up at all. You know. I want him. To, yeah, I want him to go. Excuse me, princess, but he never did. So yeah, so I was hoping for that. <laughs> um, it's it's goofy, but like a lot of times there will be like a special guest character, effectively. You know, where Bayou Billy helps, or he's or the Bayou Billy one was kind of interesting because, um, at least for me, I was like, Billy, this is like Kevin's like, man, I can never beat first level or second level in this game and i'm like yeah neither can i because that game was super fucking hard when you're a kid and oh man as a kid i could get to um the second driving section or i did once because i would always it's like that first level like super hard double dragon style you know uh and like i figured out like that if you stood in certain places you could um kick those crocodiles that would come out of the water and you could get power-ups from them that were hidden in the water and then uh, you could beat the one guy towards the end to get a gun off of him to be able to shoot that boss that would just like throw you around yeah. so you could just like shoot him to death and then you'd go to a level where you had to use the zapper or you could choose to use the controller but it was so much easier with the zapper and then you defeated a helicopter at the end of that it played kind of like a POW or whatever. It was just a first-person shooter with all these guys jumping out and throwing dynamite at you and various stuff. And then the third level was a damn racing game that was fucking impossible um, where planes would come at you and you could throw dynamite or grenades, I think it was, in the air and you could shoot forward, but you had to actually find fuel tanks or else you would run out of gas. 
Um, if a biplane came at you, they would drop bombs on you, and you'd have to try and hit them with a grenade. It was like horrible to time. Uh, but I got really, really good at it, and I managed to beat that level, and immediately after that level is another level of fucking driving. And that was when I was just like, you know what, fuck this fucking game. Because I'd spent, I'd spent a lot of time as a kid on Bike Billy. I really enjoyed it. Um, but it's tough as fucking nails. Yeah. Great music, though. It's got, like, that badass Konami music from the, like, 80s and 90s. Where, like, the music was so good. Think, like, uh, original Ninja Turtles and stuff. It, really good music, but the game itself was just so balls hard. Um, really good-looking game, really cool concept that you have, you know, three different game modes in one game and shit, but, yeah. That's, uh, that's why they had this thing called rentals back in our day, and you could just rent games and not have to worry about... <clears throat> um having them forever and you can just every week you know every weekend you get your you know you and your brother so you're like i don't know at least for me it was like me and my brother will be like okay this is the game we for sure want to play okay and this is the game we want to check looks okay but we're not we're skeptical so that way at least yeah. you, you at least kind of like have one game you're gonna be playing all weekend because if you pick if you pick two wrong games you're just gonna be bored all weekend <laughs> For sure, yeah, that was part of it, and that's actually the reason why uh, in the United States, Japan would actually make a lot of the games of that era harder here than they were in Japan. It was because in Japan, it was illegal at that time to rent video games. They passed some law that was like, no, you can't rent video games or VHS, um, so they didn't have video rental shops in Japan. And they would make the games easy, and they'd be accessible to people, and people could beat them at their leisure. But they were afraid that here in the States, it, because we were able to rent them, if we could rent a game over a weekend and beat it over a weekend, that we wouldn't um, want to ever play that game again. And so they made them balls hard, a lot of them, so that if we rented it but liked it, we would be like, all right, well, I can't beat it in a weekend. I want to buy it so that like I can take my time. Like trying to beat Ninja Gaiden, you're like, fuck. So yeah, exactly. Like Ninja Gaiden, not a hard game if you know exactly where everything is. Like every bird, every guy that jumps out, every power up. Like, but to get that knowledge back then, you had to just play it over and over and over and over. You know, it was just trial and error. Uh, because, you know, the first time you jump across whatever gap that a bird just flies out of nowhere and hits you and you fall in the hole, um, yeah, you have to know, like, okay, I have to have the fire wheel here to be able to get across this hole or I'm going to die, or I have to, like, jump slash at the exact right moment in the very least. So, yeah, um, that's that's the way they did it. Apparently, like, Ninja Gaiden overseas is pretty fucking easy. Oh, really? Yeah, that's one of the ones, and I don't know if Billy is or not, but my guess is it's probably fucking easy balls over there, too. And there are some few games that, for whatever reason, are harder over there than they are here, but they are very few and far between, especially in this era. Um, yeah, most of them, like, up to and including, like, they would, like, uh, on games with life bars, sometimes they would, like, give you a third of the life bar that they'd get over there. Or like they would have unlimited continues and we would not things like that right. so so fun good on japan right but yeah uh, but yeah that's that's all i gotta say about that man so uh up next we've got uh 
uh, The Witcher, right? The animated series? Uh, it was just a movie, right? I, I haven't seen it yet. I I kept thinking, oh, I'm going to watch this, and then I just haven't. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to catch that. And, uh, yeah, that's, I guess, the next pick. I'm looking forward to watching it. That'll be a good one, I think. Yeah, and, uh, it, uh, it goes over uh, Vesemir's, uh, like, how he started as a witcher. Oh, that's cool. Okay, so not just more of the same, then. It's actually kind of like a side story. Yeah, it's pretty, like a prequel story, basically, and how Vesemir became, like, the head of the witchers. So, which, yeah. I mean, it's not, like, groundbreaking or anything, but it's nice uh, little backstory you get, so, yeah. And it's when he was, like, super young, I imagine. Yeah, like, well, well it starts off as a kid and how he becomes a, a witcher, and then fast-forwards, like, 80 years to the... I, I was going to say, I am right in remembering that uh, Bessemir is, like, the old guy that bites it in Witcher 3, right? Yeah, he's, like, uh, Geralt. Dad, basically. He's like his Obi-Wan Kenobi, in a sense, you know, trains him and stuff, but, like, you get the sense that the guy's, like, three, four hundred years old, you know? Yeah, he definitely is. Yeah, so. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that, and, uh, after that, I don't know. I, I don't really have any ideas, but, uh, you know, I'll come up with something. Uh, you can catch Cujo at the RPG show, and if you're listening to this, you probably already do. Uh, it's a show they put out every, I don't know, three, four weeks, something like that. Yeah. Uh, th- this last show that you guys did on, I, I can't even remember the name of the fucking game right there. Natural Doctrine. Actually made me want to buy Natural Doctrine. I think I'm going to order a copy when I get paid because uh, they're relatively cheap, is my understanding. Mm-hmm. And it sounded kind of up my alley. Like, Nick and I both share a uh, love of overly complicated uh, mechanics and games. Um, so, like, it, I, it might turn me off because it sounded like you have to learn all this shit for yourself. And there's no, like, real online guides for it and stuff. So, I might not like it because of that. But then again, maybe I will. I don't know. It sounded pretty cool. So check out that episode. Uh, try not to mind uh, Seton and the leaf blower and whatever goats and pigs and stuff are in his house. Uh, that, that that had me laughing so hard at work that my coworker looked at me quizzically like, what is so fucking funny? And it's hard to explain. Like, oh, this one guy has just got, like, kids running around and closing doors and and I don't know what going on but it was it was pretty hilarious but you know you're gonna get that uh, from time to time uh, that's part of it so but it doesn't go the whole episode like I, I was trying to like text him like hey <laughs> we had a lot of feedback and so he just ended up muting it after a couple minutes but yeah I was like yeah I was like please god let this stop <laughs> I mean, that'll happen, you know, but it, it's all good, man. Other than that, it was a fucking great episode. Yeah. Uh, like, I think you guys are finally start, starting to get in your groove, you know. It, it's it been, what, it'll be two years this October, I think, since Brent passed. Right. And, it's been a little over a year and, since we rebooted it, so. Yeah, and, uh, you know, that it's really tough, you know, to fill the shoes of someone like Brent, who is, like, just a consummate, professional like he was like so good at filling that role of nick's you know not at all professionalism (laughs) you know what i mean and uh, it took you guys a while to kind of hit your groove i really feel like you're starting to do it you're starting to get there it's starting to sound really good i'm getting more and more interested every episode that comes out i should be joining you guys on your next episode which is um 
God bless them, Disco Elysium, right? I haven't really been playing on that because I've been lazy as fuck and I've had my PS3 hooked up and I just haven't hooked up my PS4 again because life, I'm just doing other stuff right now. But I've, I've played far enough in that game, I feel like I could at least give a fair assessment of the game and the entirety of the game has already been spoiled to me. So you don't have to worry about, you know, any spoilers there or whatever. So that should be a lot of fun and just a terrific game. If I don't end up beating it before uh, the episode with you guys, I'm definitely eventually going to play through that again. I almost feel like at this point I need to start over again because it's been like two months since I played it, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's some interesting things in that game. Like, I wish they would kind of go more into, which I hope they, like, stay in that Like, because they put so much time and effort into, like, the world the building you know it's like they gotta do more in that world right yeah there's supposedly some dlc coming out that is gonna be uh and i can't remember what it's called now but like the the fan theories is it's gonna be this specific world slash time period and uh it sounds like they're right so yeah we're, we're definitely getting more uh really cool group that put it together um really smart guys evidence in the the writing is easily the best you know like amongst the top five writings for a video game that i've ever read um it's it reads like a novel and the voice acting is incredible the the visuals themselves i like the way they look they are a little different you know there's nothing that's going to knock you off your feet but i like the aesthetic Mm -hmm. um just uh, you know just spoilers but overall just a really great game um I, i think everyone listening beforehand will know just because disco elysium is like a well-known well-regarded game uh it's it's really a treat so got that coming up uh james and i are going to be doing uh final fantasy 7 remake for our show is it worth it i need to get on the stick and start playing that so i'll probably do that (laughs) relatively soon and uh, that'll be out next month other than that um yeah you know i don't know listen to whatever else (laughs) I can't think of who else I need to plug. Yeah, I'll uh, say, uh, just my final notes on Captain N, the Game Master. Don't uh, maybe watch one on YouTube and then like that. It doesn't get better than that. Whichever one, no. it's that the whole time. It, I was like, hey, maybe there's like an interesting episode. I don't think there is. <laughs> you know, there there are in that there are episodes that cover games that don't get any love anywhere else again foxonity dragon warrior you know these are things that didn't get especially of that era didn't get any recognition at all and for them to have a cartoon based on them even if it was loosely and poorly done it was just cool that they were getting any kind of recognition period you know so like you might be able to find an episode of one of your favorite games you know there's a there's one that where Mega Man has to fight all the different robot bosses, so it's kind of like a Mega Man episode. There's one where it takes place in in uh, Transylvania, and you know uh, Simon Belmont goes from being like comic relief to actually being like the hero in that one because he's the one that knows that world super well and knows all the monsters' weaknesses and stuff. I mean, there are things to be found and had that are interesting, but only nominally. So, like, if you're a huge fan of the era or whatever, then you probably are already aware of this. And if not, like Kujo says, maybe just watch an episode or two and understand what they were going for and be like, okay, I've got it, (laughs) you know? 
you know. Well, <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for you to say little anything, but anyway, yeah, that's all I got, man. I got nothing else. I think we've been talking at least thirty minutes. Yeah, uh, you'll probably have to 45. cut out some. Yeah, that'll be all right. <laughs> but yeah, um, great. So next episode, Witcher, and uh, I guess we'll see you later, man. Yep. So hopefully next one will be a good one. <laughs> That's right. Jesus Christ. Yeah, the next one will be. Uh, you've already seen it and you already said it was good, so. Alright, bye everyone. Bye. Welcome to Video Land. Wake up, Kid Icarus. Welcome to Castle it's Congo Land! Mama Mine will get you, little princess! <laughs> princess, the palace is under siege! Behold, the ultimate warp zone! Kevin, I thought I told you to clean up your room! Master.